Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, welcome in to another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Thank you very much for joining us. However, you access the show, Twitter handles at Real Golf. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Real Golf Radio or download us wherever your favorite podcaster site is located. Hey, we got a fun show for you today. Had an opportunity to go check out a brand new resort being developed and, and uh, designed down in southern Utah, St. George, Utah, uh, called Black Desert Resort. The designer is none other than Tom Weiskopf, the 73 Open champ, 16 wins. And I got a chance to spend about 25 minutes with him, talk about his philosophy on golf course design, this particular project, some of the distance debate that's going on out there, and some of his memories from his career. We're going to play that for you coming up. In hour number one, still on the back nine, hour number two, we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy and continue talking about the topics of the week in the game of golf. Bob, I'll tell you what, it was pretty cool to be down there and walk, walk around black lava rocks, red mm-hmm. dirt, sagebrush, and look at that and think, and a couple of stakes in the ground and see people that had the vision of a golf course coming to, to be there. It's, is it was pretty cool, and I thought, what a neat profession to be able to turn something like this, it looks like desolation, into a place where people can come enjoy the game of golf. It's pretty remarkable. Well, as far as the pictures and the video um, that that you put on our Instagram channel, um, wonderful views, especially that 18th hole with the backdrop there of the red rocks and and that kind of thing. But you know, we had the opportunity to walk around um, a golf course in in uh, in Scotland. Yeah, in St. Andrews. Uh, when, yeah, St. Andrews. Um, and um, we still we got to see how that golf course was shaping up and how it was being shaped and everything. And it's pretty cool to be able to see a piece of land, a raw piece of land like you saw a couple days ago, that um, that is going to flourish and be made into a wonderful golf course. It's it's 
pretty remarkable. Hey, coming up, we're going to play that interview for you. And remember this guy, Bob, you, you, I'm sure you've had many yep. encounters with, with Weisskopf. He was the towering inferno. He's a tall guy, had a lot mm-hmm. of power. And so I thought, why not? Why not ask this guy about the distance debate? I mean, what Bryson did at Wingfoot and he played in that, uh, 84 open there. And, uh, it, he shared some pretty cool stories. So we're going to do that for you coming up next. And then we're going to talk about it, get into some of the topics and conversation and, and hit all the headlines and more. So uh, thanks for joining us. It's uh, coming up next. Stay tuned. You're listening to Brian and Bob right here on Real Golf Radio. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. But what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded. Ready to fish. Find your river quiver at riversmith.com. To be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting, Callaway can't stop pushing the limits. That's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new Maverick irons. AI has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every Maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set, while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. How did we create our most advanced tour ball ever? We invested and built one of the most advanced golf ball facilities in the world. Inside and out, we've re-engineered every aspect of ChromeSoft to create our fastest, highest quality, and most consistent tour ball ever. A new era of innovation has built a ball for total performance. The new ChromeSoft. This ball changes everything. From the brand that sells over 2 million backpacks per year, OGO's new Fuse Stand Bag will have you feeling as fresh on the 17th hole as you did on the 2nd. Integrating industry-leading strap technology, OGO's Fuse Stand Bag is the perfect companion for the walking golfer. With wide and dense padding and the self-leveling fit disc technology, the Fuse delivers unparalleled walkability. This season, make sure your stand bag is as light as Fuse. Learn more about the best bags in golf at OGO.com slash golf. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before now back to real golf radio with brian and bob 
Welcome back. Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks for joining us. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter, at Real Golf is our Twitter handle. You can also find us uh, wherever your favorite podcasts are found by searching at Real Golf or Real Golf Radio or Golf Radio, and you'll find us. Uh, you can download and listen at any time it is convenient to you. We appreciate you being with us here on the show and uh, really excited to jump out to our next guest, as promised. He is uh, a legend in the game of golf, uh, of course, won the Open Championship, and he's designing a brand new golf course down in St. George, Utah, about an hour and a half uh, up the freeway, up I-15 from Las Vegas, about three and a half hours or so south of Salt Lake City on I-15. And uh, this new Black Desert Resort is what a, what a piece of property. Had a chance to go down there and walk the site. It's all raw. In fact, they're going to start breaking ground here in just a couple of weeks. But uh, and you can check out blackdesertresort.com. But uh, very, very cool to be able to see through the eyes of, a, of an architect, uh, of a legend, and see how he envisions what he's looking at, and then taking that to the next level. Had a chance to visit with him afterward and talk to him about not only golf course design, but some of the topics of the day, some of his memories through his career. And uh, here's that conversation with Mr. Tom Weiskopf. All right, pleased to be here with uh, the legendary golfer Tom Weiskopf. Of course, he won 16 times on the PGA Tour, including the 73 Open Championship at Troon. And we're here in St. George, Utah at the new Black Desert Resort Golf Club at Entrada. And uh, just had a chance to go out there and walk with you. You're taking a look at some of this terrain. I got to know, what's your initial thoughts when you walk around and see the lava, the red rocks, the dirt? I mean, how do you get it in your mind to envision a golf course in that type of environment? Well, thank goodness uh, Phil Smith is back with me again. You know, Phil worked for me for 13 years, went on in his own, and uh, we have this opportunity. It's a marvelous piece of property. What makes it that is it doesn't have severe change of elevation. The severity is really in the lava, but we're trying to incorporate the lava into the the, uh, strategic qualities and and, uh, portions of the golf course that really enhance the beauty of the hole whenever we can. And then, gosh, we've got these great mountain vistas, you know, views and colors in those mountains. It reminds me an awful lot of Sedona. They're very similar in the rock coloring. And uh, so we're just trying to create a uh, very playable and uh, exciting golf course to play here at uh, Black Desert. So what's your thoughts on this region? Have you been here much in St. George? And, and uh, how, I guess how would you describe it to those, for, to those who have not had the chance to visit? Well, I've driven through it. I call it High Chaparral. You know, it's uh, probably an elevation of 2,500 feet plus, maybe maybe close to 3,000 in places. Uh, it's uh, high desert or high chaparral and uh, doesn't have a lot of trees, doesn't need it because the beauty is uh, ever-changing uh, with the uh, sunrises and sunsets. So you get a lot of shadowing and, and distant views and... and uh, Striking contrast, I've worked three, uh, on three courses in Hawaii in the lava, so I'm familiar with it. It's quite a challenge. It's, it's quite uh, frustrating at times. It's, it's expensive to build. There's no doubt about that, and it's time-consuming also. But at the end of the day, you have an absolutely striking contrast with this black, brownish uh, lava, 
And then the formality of uh, the turf, you know, close cut, you know, which is emerald green, and, and it meanders, you know, continuously through the lava, throughout the lava. I think we have close to 11, 11 or maybe 12 holes. I should know it for sure, but I'm going to guess about 12 holes impacted with lava somewhere on the golf hole. Uh, we have great change of direction throughout the uh, the routing of the golf course, so the wind uh, affects. We don't have a lot of wind. I've been here quite probably. I've probably been here four or five times, full days all the time. A couple of them usually, and uh, we continue to walk the golf course. So we just uh, walk four holes: number ten, sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. Ten is an uphill par four about 400 yards. Uh, 16 is one of the longer par fours on the golf course. It plays downwind, though, but it's about 460 from all the way back. Now, we have four, five, or six tees on every hole, so we try to uh, help everybody make a choice. (laughs) You know, you don't need to go back from all the way back there, you know. I don't play any golf courses from all the way back at my age anymore. I had enough of that uh, on the tour. But uh, anyway, uh, and then um, 17 is a beautiful downhill par 3 in in a lava field. And uh, we're just uh, changing and uh, improving the clearing to make sure we have enough width all the time on all these holes relative to, you know, the people that play this game. And uh, also we want to keep some of the formations because they're very unique and, and quite striking. So uh, that's that's what it takes to, to do one of these courses. And then we'll start construction sometime in the next month, I would say. And off we go. And then uh, it's probably going to be a year and a half of construction, a good 18 months. And uh, we have high specifications for all the components, uh, starting at the cart path, you know, how that's uh, put down uh, with uh, the proper base, uh, green specification, T specification. And then uh, they've already chosen the superintendent, who's highly qualified. So uh, all we have to do is try to build a pretty playable and uh, memorable golf course for people to come here and play. Because the weather is the big asset, too, here. You know, uh, I was just talking, basically, they, they say that February through May is probably the peak months. And then you get into September, October, November. Uh, just before Christmas, it starts cooling down. But uh, so uh, it's basically a 12-month-a-year place to play golf, and uh, they have enough golf here. There's no doubt about that. Many, many courses, and the population. Uh, one of the fastest-growing cities, I think, in the top five in the United States over the last five or six, seven years. So uh, very beautifully done. Uh, the homes are are great. The planning's great. It's a very clean city. And uh, I've always enjoyed uh, my. I always stopped here uh, many, many times, uh, going through on from Montana to Arizona when I go back there to visit. Pleased to be sitting here with Tom Weiskopf. I'm glad you brought that up. When you think of golf course design, and it seems like there are 
cycles where sometimes you know golf courses are tried to be uh, are, are being built to try to be as hard as possible some are being built to be as playable as possible what, what is your what's your overall philosophy when it comes to designing golf courses well i i believe in statistics and here are the statistics uh, about the definition of a golfer in the united states there's 26 million golfers Who's a golfer? Anyone that plays six rounds of golf in his or her season. Six. Doesn't have to have a handicap. That's by the National Golf Foundation. So think of these statistics, uh, Brian, that I'm going to tell you. 92% of 26 million do not break 100. Wow. Wow. So that leaves, uh, I'm sorry, 92% of 26 million do not break 100. That leaves 8%. So one half of 1% can break 80, assuming they play by the rules. So that's only 130,000. So that leaves... Only 130,000 golfers in the United States can break 80. That's right. Wow. Yeah. That makes me feel better. (laughs) So... Of course, I have to play by the rules. That's what Bob would say if he were here. So you got 7.5% that can break 90 but can't break 80. You know, So it's a hard game. So you have to keep that in mind when you design. I've designed uh, 73 golf courses all over the world. And that's the statistic that I designed for. You, know, you give them a place to play, enough room to play. You can't tell them how to play and, and hope they can miss it. It's a game of misses. So we try to not put too much sand out there, bunker sand, bunkers, and not too much water. Of course, here we, we have a lake uh, that we use for irrigation, but it's, never, it's not even in place. So, you know, if you're going to lose a ball, you're going to lose it in the lava probably. But anyway, you, you make the greens receptive enough for a properly played shot gets a reward. It stays where it hits somewhere around the green, and we don't make... Uh, a lot of uh, bunker play where you use your sand wedge all the time, you know, around the green. You, you have a lot more chipping and pitching and putting the ball off the green on our courses. So I just like that philosophy, you know, and, and uh, try to get the holes going in different directions so the wind, when it does blow, affects each hole differently on a daily basis. So you, you, we put four, five, six tees on some holes, you know, if they're very difficult holes because of length is really the controlling factor for most people. They might not have enough length to play a hole from a certain tee. So if they play from the right tee, uh, you know, we start out at about 5,000 yards for the forward tees. We're about 5,800 for the championship ladies right in there. Uh, we're about 6,000 for the seniors, uh, about 6,500 for the men's tees, and the championships tees, we don't even put tee markers usually out there. They're all the way back, and that's this course is, I think, going to be about 70, just over 7,200. That's plenty long. All right, really interesting as Tom Weiskopf discusses his point of view on design and distance. In fact, we're going to get into distance even more. Conversation continues. We've got to take a short break. More with Tom Weiskopf when we return right here on Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, 
Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roost Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state of the art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. You're listening to Real Golf Radio, presented by Callaway Golf and the new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. This ball changes everything. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Continuing now with our conversation from uh, Black Desert Resort with Mr. Tom Weiskopf. And you mentioned plenty long. The the distance debate is sort of raging. Bryson pumped himself up and kind of tore Wingfoot apart. Uh, I'm sure you played Wingfoot a, a number of times. What 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 do you? What's your commentary when someone asks you about what's happening right now with the distance and and uh, I guess tour golf and how that transcends down into amateur play? 
Well, you know, uh, it's fine to say that we all play by the same rules, which we do because the USGA and RNA really demand that. Uh, I think that's an excuse. I really think we need to roll the ball back for these players to hit the ball these prodigious distances. They're bigger, stronger guys. The equipment is so good. There's never been a better time for a person or, uh, to take this game up because of the equipment that's available to play with. You know, I, I just think the equipment's too good. Uh, the rules need to be changed on the professional side, and don't worry about how far the ball goes for the amateur. You know, don't, you only get a benefit with these golf balls and these drivers if you can swing. Uh, faster than 115 miles an hour, you know. So those are the people that are getting the benefit, and those are the guys like Bryson. He probably swings at 130 miles an hour. I don't know, but, I mean, he's a big, strong guy, and he proved that, and he took on a philosophy that uh, I questioned, but uh, I heard him say before the week started, but he proved himself right. You know, he'd rather be playing a nine or a wedge out of the heavy rough and uh, – you know, felt like he was comfortable and adequate uh, and had the chance to do that and proved it to be right. But uh, they need to do something. But the thing that everybody's afraid of is a lawsuit, and that would be restraint of trade. And these companies spend millions and millions of dollars, even though they make it, these equipment companies. Uh, but uh, they need to roll the ball back. I mean, you know... A lot of people don't realize that the NFL ball is streamlined compared to the college ball. It's a different design. It's built for passing. It's a passing type of game, the professional game. In tennis, they slow the ball down at altitude so they can rally more, so the servers just don't have the advantage, you know. Uh, the NBA plays with a ball that's three ounces heavier than the college ball. It's because those big guys are so big and strong, it's built for shooting, you know. So why can't we have something for the on the professional side? That's my opinion, you know. Now, uh, I don't know how far they'd have to roll it back, but, uh, you know, I was a pretty long hitter in my time, and uh, for me to hit it 300 yards, it had to be downhill, downwind at about 20 miles an hour in a brick-hard fairway, right? <laughs> But uh, these guys carry the ball 300, 310, 320, and it's just too far. And consequently, they just uh, destroy these golf courses. They're very good. They have a tremendous talent. They have a tremendous ability, and they work hard on their games. I'm not saying that. But we could still have a great game. Uh, by I, Nicholas came up with the idea about 15 years ago. He's right. Roll the ball back. That would help. Tom Weiskopf joining me here. We had Tony Finau on last week. His foundation tournament was at our club. We visited with him. Obviously, he is an interesting one because he has more power, and he's dialed it back. Um, he's thinking now that Bryson's done what he's done, maybe he should start letting a dog eat again. But his comment was wingfoot fairways were so tight that he was going to miss them with whatever club he hit. And so it almost forced the players to go longer. The second thing he said is, is his thought is rather than the ball – what if you minimize the sweet spot off the driver so that they can't get away with swinging as hard? Because if, you if you're missing it on the toe and they're still carrying it 300 yards, he felt like that was a, a big, um, I guess, factor when it came to being able to chase those, those speeds. And I know the driver you hit was, was uh, I mean, it, it's smaller than the sweet spots on drivers today. Yeah, I, that's a very good point that, it, that Tony makes, and that's, that's 
why they swing so fast and so hard is because I bet their sweet spot would be more like a flattened out silver dollar on a driver. Whereas I think we had a sweet spot that might not have been any bigger in diameter than a dime or a nickel at the most. And that's why we played a different style of game, you know, because we had to catch it solid all the time. So On the screws, right? Yeah. Well, look at... Look Look at how they serve in tennis, too. You know, I remember back when I, I didn't play tennis, I liked watching it, but I remember some of the really uh, powerful servers, you know, barely got over 100 miles an hour. The women are serving 120, 130, not, not to take anything about away from the, <laughs> Serena Williams, you know, and some of those other girls, but, you know, you can't stop technology, but whatever they do, they need to do it because... Uh, I just think they're not rewarding talent, the talented uh, individual that uh, controls his golf ball. And may, maybe the rough should have been eight inches instead of four. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But uh, it, it just, uh, when I played, I played when Hale Irwin won at Wingfoot. Uh, and he won with seven over. It was a par 70. They changed the ninth hole. And I believe the 15th or 16th hole, which is a par five, uh, two par fours. And we, you know, why did you do that? You know, they're very small greens anyway to start with. Seven over. There were only 15 of us. And I was one of the 15 that broke 300. That was the big bet. Claude Harmon had a big bookie <laughs> bet with with some bookies. On, you know, nobody's going to break 300. I think he lost some of those bets. But anyway, um, you know, people remember who wins. No one remembers the score. So, But I just think, uh, what did Bryson shoot? Uh, six under. Six under. That, that's quite amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, he was so much better than anybody else, but he did everything he had to do correctly for for his game. You know, he, he missed it on the right side of the uh, fairway or the left side, whatever gave him the best angle to approach the green. And most of those greens are open in front, too. They're bunkered on the sides, so you had a chance to hit the ball out of that heavy rough hit just short and run it up on the green, and then the challenge was on those greens. You know, the greens are different than when I played, uh, different contours and different sizes now. But uh, can't take it away. But, uh, you know, Tony, uh, I just wonder about that guy. I, I like him. Uh, I pull for him. It just seems like he doesn't putt as well as some of the rest of the. I wouldn't worry about dialing it back or hitting more fairways. I'd, I'd get somebody to teach me how to make some putts, some more putts. That's what Tony needs to do. Indeed, I think he's aware of that too. So you play, you talked about the massacre in 74. Well, well that was, remember, well, we're coming off of Johnny shooting 63 and 73, and then following up the month after, you, you tied the scoring record at the Open at 12 under par with Palmer from, I mean, and that had been, what, 11 years since that Palmer had held that 12 under. Nobody had got there until you did at Trent on the same course. Yeah, you know, that just shows you the decades, you know, uh, produce uh, better players. You just look back in in my 20 years of playing, you know, the players got really much better. Uh, and that was because of equipment again, though, too. The ball changed. The Pro-V uh, was called the Pro-V, uh, the Titleist, you know, in the late 80s, you know. 
and uh, the guys, uh, the the designs of the uh, the uh, irons were much different. You know, they launched the ball quicker, better, everything. That then the metal driver came out instead of the wood driver, and you know these utility clubs, these hybrids that they use, the twenties, twenty twos, twenty fours. You know, specialty clubs. The wedges are better. The putters are better. Everything about it. The players are better. They're in better shape. They work out now, you know. They're physically fit, and uh, they're more disciplined. Uh, and the teaching's better. I mean, we have better teachers all through the country, you know, that can instruct people and get them going and, and to enjoy this game. But it, you can't buy a game, though, you know. <laughs> even though I mentioned all this equipment's so good, don't, <laughs> don't think go out there and waste hundreds of dollars and say, well, this will help my game. You still have to put an effort into it. Hey, Tom, before we let you go, and we really appreciate you spending some time, uh, when you look back on your career, and uh, obviously uh, a wonderful career, and, and you competed in what many think is the golden age of golf when there were so many great champions, and, and you won your share of them, certainly battling it out with your, your you know, the Ohio State battle between you and Jack. What, what are, what, when you look back, what are some of your memories? What are some of your favorite things that you, uh, that you still cherish? Well, um, you know, I think I can say that I played against the greatest players uh, that generation. Uh, there's more in the Hall of Fame than in any period of time on tour. Uh, look at Nicholas. People don't realize this, this one individual statistic. They remember the 18 majors. But 19 times he finished second, and 16 times he finished third. That one I didn't know. Yeah, 53 times he finished first, second, or third. 53 times. Now, if he isn't the greatest golfer of all time, and I, I played with a lot of guys, and when you, when you were fortunate enough to beat him, you know, you felt pretty good. <laughs> so you're thinking the, the Nicholas wins are the ones that you remember. Now, I'm not discounting Tiger. <clears throat> Tiger, in the last 20 years, you know, after Jack's time out there, uh, he's the greatest player of his generation, his time, you know. But still, Jack, uh, there was Watson, there was Trevino, there was Gary Player, there was Arnold Palmer. There was Raymond Floyd, Johnny Miller. I mean, it goes on and on and on, you know. Hall of Famers that won multiple, uh, most of them won 20, 25 minimally, and then threw in three or four or five majors in there, too. So uh, it was just a, I, I, I just feel like I was fortunate to, Casper, there's a, there's a forgotten uh, player, you know. He never got really as just due. Um, I mean, he handled those guys pretty, pretty much so, you know. Um, but um, there's so many good players, so many good memories, and we didn't think about, uh, I, I, I guess if I had one regret, I just wish we could have played for what these guys are playing for today. <laughs> Hard to argue that, right? I mean, what, what did you cash for your Open Championship win, about thirteen grand, something like that? You, you have a good memory. You're, you're good. I may have done some homework. <laughs> $12,000 for the Open. The, last year, uh, Sean Lowry just was barely under 2 
million dollars. Quite a difference. Same claret jug, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's a little less coin to go with it. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. But, I mean, it's just a part of the time, you know. And finally, uh, the, the golfers uh, uh, put a lot of time and effort into it. They get a lot of help, too. There's no doubt about that. But uh, finally, they're, they're in a comparison to the other uh, major sports and what, what the top earners win make anyway, yeah. you know. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your generous time. It's, it was fun to go out and walk that desert turf and terrain and see you looking and pointing and figuring out and then envisioning this new uh, Black Desert Resort golf course that you're doing. And uh, we're excited to see it all come to fruition. Really, uh, really thrilled to have a Weisskopf course right here in St. George. Well, I am too. And, uh, Brian, I want to say this, uh, this ownership is a good ownership. These guys are golf fanatics <laughs> we're sitting right here in their simulator they've got they've are they're playing the course already on their simulator but you know they're good guys and uh this is a beautiful area and it's been discovered there's no doubt about it you know and uh we're we're very thankful to have this opportunity well best of luck on the rest of the design i'm sure we'll be seeing you again soon you got it All right, a lot to talk about there. Thank you very much, Tom Weiskopf, for spending some time with me down at Black Desert Resort as he's getting ready to break ground on this beautiful new championship golf course in southern Utah. We'll talk more about that. Bob, I'm anxious to get your thoughts on several of these topics. We'll do it next right here on Real Golf Radio. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada unlike anything you've experienced before. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyperacuity. What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick Drivers at CallawayGolf.com. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. 
Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Really appreciate Tom Weiskopf for sharing his thoughts on a variety of topics from golf course design to distance to uh, some of the memories. Uh, And, you know, he... Of course, finished up by saying his, I guess if he had one thing he could change about his career, he wished he were playing for the money the guys are playing for today. And you know what? As a 16 time winner and a major champion, yeah, he would have made a little bit more, Bob. I mean, your dad and he both made uh, $12,000 for their major wins, their first yeah, major my wins. That's US Open. Yeah. It was $12,000. Yeah. The, the thing that surprised me is that was 59, and Weisskopf won in 73. That tells you how far behind the. European tour was in bringing their purses up and also validates why your dad didn't spend as much time traveling over there. Right. So I thought that was, he could play play a few more tournaments over on this side of the pond and have an opportunity to make as much, if not more money than what he would have played going over to the British open. Yeah. Especially at that rate, 14 years later, still, still paying the same thing your dad made at at the U S open 14 years earlier. So, Mm -hmm. um, all right. So a couple of other things I wanted to talk to you coming out of that. Uh, he, he talked about his philosophy on golf course design. What was your take on that? And get, remember, he's also typically puts in a drivable par four. That's another one of his signatures. He likes to do that right. on his golf courses. But he also talked about having, you know, minimal sand, minimal water. You know, he wants to try to, he, and he threw some stats out there, which I'm not sure exactly how current those stats are. But nonetheless, his philosophy is it's a hard game. There's very mm-hmm. few people that can play it at a high level. And so let's try to make it enjoyable for everyone and yet still challenge those better golfers. Well, I think that's how you bring more people to the game. You know, one of one of the great places um, in the United States for golf is at Bandon Dunes. You know, they've got some very difficult golf courses up there. But their most recent golf course that they just opened up this last year was the Sheep Ranch. The Sheep Ranch has no sand on it, period. Uh, my son was up there. Uh, about a month ago, and he said it was the most enjoyable rounds of golf that he played when he played on that golf course because it was just fun being able to, you know, the knobs and heels and rolls and stuff like that, but not a lot of bunkers, not a lot of no bunkers on the golf course and no sand. So with him saying that, I think what it does is it draws more people into the game and in drawing more people into the game, then we can increase this game that that we love here in the United States um, and around the world. So um, his philosophies are great. I, li- I like that. Um, I like that he said you're going to lose most of your golf balls in uh, in the lava. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the lava flows there, that there's not going to be any water hazards. There's going to be minimal sand. Um, you need to learn how to chip and putt and, and better and from pitch off the, the ball. greens. Yeah. yeah, and that kind of thing. 
Um, and then one of the things in the philosophies that my dad had is, you know what, put a number of different T's out there, whether it's five, whether it's six, whether it's eight, put a bunch of T's out there and let people play the game and uh, enjoy where they're playing from. Not necessarily that they have to play from 7,200 yards in the tips, um, but uh, in be able to pick a set of T's that is up to your ability to play the game. I've always thought that, Bob. When we, when I'll play at the club against somebody and you've got a handicap difference differential, you know, to me, switching the tees is yeah. much more equitable than right. just giving strokes. Because I could, for instance, you know, I could play um, an older gentleman or or even just a shorter hitter gentleman that mm-hmm. I have to give three aside to. Let's say, okay, if I give him right. three aside, but he's consistently hitting 50, 60 yards behind me into these greens, and I'm hitting 8-iron, 9-iron, he's hitting 4-iron, 6-iron, or, or hybrid into these things. My my opportunity to is my I, I should have Your a better, better advantage. Yeah. yeah, I should have a, yep. a bigger advantage. Now, put him up at the uh, next tee forward, okay? And mm-hmm. and let's say, there again, there's a five, you know, five or so shot gap. If I'm coming in with, you know, similar type clubs and he's able to get it down there where now he's hitting a nine iron in there. Uh, to me, I think it starts to equalize that out a little bit. Now I'm sure there's an argument to be made that, well, Hey, you're now both coming in with the same club. And if you're a lower, lower handicap, but I don't think that's always the case. I think some of the reasons why I'm a lower handicap than some of the other guys at the club is because of my distance advantage. So putting those guys right. up at those tees, they're very capable of knocking the ball close and putting it in. The problem is, is they just don't have the ability to go at the par fives. They have to come in with some longer clubs. So anyway, that was a long way of saying, I agree with you on the tee boxes and I'm just kind of surprised we don't use more of that, that tee box. Let me ask you about the, um, um, distance, his thoughts on the distance. And again, Weisskopf was a big hitter back in his day. Yes, he was. Um, you know, he was known for hitting it like Nicholas length and that kind of thing. But what you were just talking about with a 15 handicap as compared to, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, a, almost a scratch player that you are kind of evolves right into the professional game and the distance debate. Um, you hit it longer than he does. He comes in with longer clubs. Uh, you're a lower handicap because you can hit it further down the fairway. Um, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I, there's there's definitely things that need to be addressed as far as distance, but but I don't think it's just a matter of rolling the golf ball back because rolling the golf ball back does nothing to equate for the differences in players. You know, Jack hit it long, uh, Fred Couples hit it long, Davis Love hit it long, but but then Corey Pavin and Jim Furyk and Matt Kuchar and those guys had to adapt their games to be able to score and and to be able to win golf tournaments like those other guys were winning golf tournaments just because they hit it further didn't mean that you needed to roll it back the only thing rolling a golf ball back is it it it's a detriment to the shorter player more so than it is to the longer player. Well, the one one thing you can say is that it will bring these golf courses. You don't have to lengthen the golf courses for the few. You can Well, I still don't I still don't think you have to do that anyway. Well, there's you reasons might why add they a little bit of distance to it, but I still don't think you have to do that anyway because all it does when you lengthen the golf courses is it gives the advantage to the person that hits it long. Right. And my point is, is you have limited real estate on some of these classic golf courses, which everyone wants to point to, Marion being the the, right. the, the biggest one that everyone says. And so... And yet um, Marion held, Marion it held, its, 
held its own as far as the players were concerned. Uh, I think Justin Rose won it one over par. And I and think it's the a seven thousand yard golf course. I think the point is though, if you are, if you're only hitting it, you know, if you're rolling it back, and and the longest hitters are now just getting to three hundred instead of flying at three twenty and rolling out to three fifty. I think that's where you know, hey, you start bringing fifty yards back on every fairway times eighteen, you know, which is not times fourteen anyway. And now you start to look and say, okay, well, maybe we've got you know, less real estate we need to use here. So, uh, but, but I'm with you, right? I mean, I mean, I think rolling the ball back, that's just one thing. Uh, there was, there's, there's been some interesting discussions and I asked him about Tony and his yeah. comment about, you know, making the sweet spot mm-hmm. smaller so that you can't go at it as hard. And that was one of his points. And he mentioned the, the idea of a dime nickel size sweet spot in his day right. compared to a, a flattened silver dollar. I'm assuming he means it's just that much bigger than a silver dollar. So, um, you certainly couldn't go at it with the kinds of speed and reckless abandon that these guy right. players do today if the sweet spot were that much smaller. Could you? Am I missing it? Well, no, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Um, I think the other thing you need to do is you need to, instead of having flat-faced drivers um, with that big sweet spot, I think you need to go back to having some bulge and roll in a golf club like they did with uh, with persimmon clubs and the orig- and and the newer um, metal type clubs when they first started coming out, the bulge and roll then um, denotes gear effect. So if you hit it off the heel, it's not going to go as far, and and it's gonna and it's gonna want to come back to center line, but it's but it's gonna probably overcompensate. Same with the toe a toe drive, uh, and it's not and they're not going to go as far. So um, then you're bringing back in some more preciseness to it. Um, as far as golf holes are concerned, Robert Garrigus, guy that plays on tour, he said, you want to see guys dial it back more? He said, start putting stuff in the way. Don't make golf courses easier at 320 yards than 280 yards. Tony Finau talked about that mm-hmm. with, with the rough at Wingfoot. Make, it, make, make the fairways bigger further back and narrow them way down as they get forward um, because then it negates an advantage and a guy has to think about, you know, his, his placement and his, and his course management. Is he going to keep it in the fairway? Interesting thoughts. We got to take a break. We'll continue this conversation next. Brian and Bob with you right here on real golf radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. 
Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Welcome back, Brian and Bob, presented by Callaway Golf here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to Tom Weiskopf. Still to come on the back nine, hour number two. Welcome in America's favorite caddy and continue this conversation. You know, one of the things I wanted to mention that uh, Weiskopf said that we didn't touch on is he said there's never been a better time for a beginner to take up the game of golf because the equipment is so good. And let's not discount that. Remember, most of the time, the 20-plus years we've been doing this show, the USGA has had a specific mantra to grow the game. They want to grow the game. Manufacturers want to grow the game because then there's more people to go out and buy their product. Golf courses want to grow the game because there's more people that are frequenting their their facility and paying for golf. You know, everybody wants to grow the game. It makes it more fun, makes it more healthy. Everybody benefits. So the manufacturers, look at the way, and you talked about bulge and roll, you talked about persimmon. Look at the advances that we have seen in technology. And we can talk about the detrimental, uh, the detriment that they've had on distance. But let's not forget, it has made the game easier. It's made it more fun. It's made it more playable. And that is a big thing. I don't want to discount that, Bob, because I think it's important. No, I, I agree with you 100%. This isn't an easy game. And you don't have anybody backing you up when you play this game. It's all you. Uh, you have to hit every shot. You have to putt every putt. Um, and you, you know, you come up with a score and that gives you what, what your abilities are and, and, and how you play a golf course. Um, you know, this last year has been a year that the golf golf game has bloomed and blossomed and, and taken off because it's given us an opportunity to be out in a, in a crazy time in the world and COVID and stuff like now, like that. Let's keep that going. Let's keep people coming into the game and enjoying the game that we all love. And rolling it back would be definitely detrimental to yep. that progress the back nine hour number two is next 
You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. First-time claims for unemployment benefits falling to 837,000 last week, a drop of 36,000 from the previous week, and the fifth week in a row that Americans filed fewer than a million claims. Weekly claims had been well above a million for five straight months because of the pandemic. The nation's two biggest airlines furloughing over 32,000 workers today, American and United, saying they will be ready to call people back once there's a deal done to bail out the industry. After Monday's failure to launch, they were hoping to get a SpaceX Starlink mission underway this morning, but... We've had an abort to an out-of-family ground sensor reading. NASA speak for it's a technical problem. On Monday, it was a problem with the weather that prevented a launch. Sixty more Starlink satellites are supposed to eventually make their way into orbit. And this is USA Radio News. October 8th is World Sight Day, the day to raise awareness that hundreds of millions of kids around the world need glasses but don't have access to get them. This World Sight Day, leading Global Vision nonprofit OneSight is launching a free digital children's book called Through the Looking Glasses, Stories About Seeing Clearly. The book features 30 children's stories and illustrations about seeing clearly by authors and artists from 17 different countries. To celebrate the launch, OneSight is hosting an online bedtime stories event where numerous celebrities, athletes, and authors will read bedtime stories to children globally on World Sight Day this October 8th at 7 p.m. Together, we can make an impact with vision care around the world. To learn more about World Sight Day, participate in bedtime stories, and download the free new book, please go to onesight.org forward slash World Day. That's onesight.org forward slash World Day. A solemn remembrance ceremony held today on the third anniversary of the mass shooting that took place at a country music festival across the Mandalay Bay Resort in Las Vegas. 58 people died and more than 800 were injured when a gunman opened fire from an upper floor hotel room. At that solemn ceremony, Governor Steve Sisolak said he remembered seeing everyone from professionals to ordinary folks helping others even while the shots were still being fired. To the families, you suffered a loss I cannot begin to imagine. Know that you are not alone. Our hearts and our prayers are with you every single day for the losses that you suffered. A fourth person has been killed by the Zog fire in Northern California. That and the glass fire still raging uncontained after starting on Sunday. Nearly 30 million people in California are also under heat advisories. This is USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Milwaukee police are investigating after 15 people were shot in the city in separate incidents yesterday. 
Seven people were injured in one shooting at the Serenity Funeral Home on West Fond du Lac Avenue in the city. And several other shootings occurred as well. Only one arrest had been made at last check. A group of Disney employees heading to California's capital. They're hoping to get Governor Gavin Newsom to sign a bill that would guarantee the recall and retention of hospitality workers. The federal government will be keeping uh, will be keeping running into the holiday season. At least President Trump last night signed a temporary spending bill to allow the federal government to pay its bills through December 11th. Otherwise, uh, without the passage of that bill by the House last week and the Senate yesterday, we would have seen the government run out of money at midnight last night. FedEx is hiring for the holidays. The shipping giant says it's adding more than 70,000 positions to help with the holiday season, including nearly 3,400 positions in Memphis alone. FedEx officials say they believe this holiday season is going to be the company's busiest holiday season ever, saying that most people are ordering things online this year, and it's only going to get busier at Christmas. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey there, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for being with us, and what a great hour number one we had a chance to sit down and visit with. Tom Weiskopf, as he's designing a new golf course, Black Desert Resort. You heard about it right here on our show, and uh, posted some video yesterday as well. That interview, if you missed it, about 25 minutes sit-down with uh, Mr. Weisskopf and uh, really, really fun uh, insight. A lot of things coming out of it. We talked about that in the first hour. We'll talk a little bit more and ask the caddy about that. He'll join us in about 15 minutes, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Plus, distance continues to be the conversation. Bob Sanderson Farm, Charlie Hoffman after the first round. Talked about how he's just out there doing what everybody else is doing, and that's chasing speed, chasing distance. It really is, you know, just it seems swinging like. swinging as hard as you can. Yeah, it, it's just the buzz. This is the topic. Everyone wants to talk about it. And Phil Mickelson, we got to get into all that. But uh, it, it is something the way this has become such a big thing with what Bryson's done. And people said Bryson's going to change the game. That's what he's doing. 
You know, it's interesting. Uh, along with this, we just uh, played in Tony Finau's um, charity event for the Tony Finau Foundation just a little over a week ago. And when he was doing the clinic, Boyd Summerhays, his teacher, had him get up and swing at 70%, which he did. Then he said, I want you to swing at competition distance, which he did. And then he said, and now I want you to swing at full out, hit it as hard as you can distance. And I thought that was kind of interesting that that's how he's, that's how he's working with him now is the three levels and, um, and, and that kind of ingrains in a player's mind just how far he can take it. And he can definitely take it. If he wants to yes, take he it, he can take it. So, yeah, uh, pretty interesting. Charlie Hoffman, Phil Mickelson, uh, we'll talk about this when we come back. He posted some stuff on Instagram. Oh, a, a nice little flex. Hey, here with my dad and my brother at, oh, yeah, Cypress Point. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that's even for a guy like Phil Mickelson, that's a pretty good flex. So he, he's out there, and then he, he also shows some numbers as he is just beginning his quest for additional speed. I'll tell you the numbers, the carry, the launch and spin rate. It's pretty impressive. We'll talk about that. Also, some of Weisskopf's uh, uh, comments about distance and and what players are, are doing and what some of the um, experts are suggesting maybe needs to be done. Uh, we'll talk about all that as we continue here. Hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio continues next. How did Callaway create their most advanced tour ball ever? They took Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball, and started from scratch, re-engineering every aspect of Chrome Soft from cover to core to make their best-performing tour ball even better. Callaway invested significantly in their U.S.-based golf ball facility in Chicopee, Massachusetts, in order to achieve the next level of innovation. There, they built a new Chrome Soft with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover to deliver an unmatched combination of speed, consistency, spin, and control for complete performance. And now the new 2020 Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X are both available with alignment enhancing triple track technology. So you'll have that performance lined up from tee to green. This ball changes everything. Get your new Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You might remember our supercomputer, that number-crunching golf junkie that harnessed its AI brilliance to create flash fakes, a technology that unlocked performance never before seen in a driver. Well, after our supercomputer nailed the whole making a driver go farther thing, we gave it a new challenge, to design faces for the number one irons in golf. So our Maverick engineers meticulously programmed our supercomputer. It was churning and machine learning until... Boom! Maverick Irons! A breakthrough in iron construction with uniquely designed faces throughout every set. Highly optimized performance for every type of play. We're talking explosive distance, incredible ball speed, and pin-seeking control. 
As for the supercomputer, it's training for its next assignment. Maverick from Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you, sponsored by Callaway Golf and the new Big Bertha B21. Their new Big Bertha family is engineered for distance any way you swing it. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Yeah, the new Big Bertha B21. I actually think I'm going to give one of those a try, Bob. I've, Are uh, you? Yeah, I, you know what? I am absolutely striping my three wood. And my drivers, mm-hmm. I've been missing it a little to the left. I, I think it's a to little bit left. mental. Uh, I mean, to the right. Sorry. Yeah, I don't oh, miss okay. anything to the left. You're right. Sorry. Uh, missing it out to the right. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, hey, the little draw bias might might help me out a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good. I'm not sure. It's. I think sometimes it's a little bit mental. You know, once you're seeing it go down the middle, you, it's just uh, autopilot sometimes. If you see it going a little where you don't want it to, all of a sudden you start looking up a little quicker and out of curiosity. And guess what? That exacerbates the problem. Hey, speaking of, Sergio yeah. Garcia – He's in the mix this week at Sanderson Farms. Uh, he's uh, five back at eight under par after two rounds, tied for seventh. But Sergio, a lot, a lot was made about him getting so-called, you know, caught with his eyes closed while he was putting. He said, hey, I've done this for a while. <laughs> it just helps me to get my natural talent, my natural motion, just to release the putter. Uh, you know, maybe a bagger Vance type uh, methodology there. But You've you've told me over and over, Bob, that you can't peek, and I definitely am a peeker. I want to look, and you're like, just keep your head down, listen, right? That was not your dad's tip. Listen for the ball to go yeah. in the hole. Yeah, if you peek, you're either going to open up or close close down, and you're going to make more miss more putts. So, my dad always said, keep the putter low and watch it hit the back of the ball, and and if you do that, you're keeping your head down and still to be able to. Uh, Real good putts, and I think I, I think that would also apply to my driver. I, I think when I hit my three wood, yes. balls teed down, and I'm making sure I'm going down through it. And I think sometimes yep. when you get that ball a little higher, sometimes you're kind of coming up, and then hey, where's this going? Heads coming with the swing, and then of course yep. you're open now, right? So maybe yep. just keeping that down, trying to trying to go low through the through the. Um, through the shot. Through yeah, through the hit zone. I don't know what am I trying to impact. say. Impact. That's it. Thank you. Impact. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I was like thinking end zone. I had all kinds yep. of weird stuff going through my mind. Yep. But um, yeah, so anyway, uh, Sergio Garcia, putting with his eyes closed. I love it. He's had all kinds speaking of, of... Yeah, and speaking of uh, tie for seventh, so let's run down the top 10 real quick at the Sanderson Farms. Keegan Bradley leading at 13 under par, 66-65 in the first two rounds. JT Poston at 11 under par, along with Charlie Hoffman. And as we mentioned, Charlie Hoffman is saying he's just swinging as hard as he can. So... Uh, it's working for him right now. MJ Dolphy, MJ Dalf at 10 under par. Denny McCarthy at 9, along with uh, Christoph, Christopher, Chris 
Doth. It's Chris. It's it's Ken Venturi. Christopher. Uh, I was going to tell you. It's so good to see Ken Venturi up there on the leaderboard there at nine Chris, under. Christopher Ventura it, at nine under par. Then Kevin yeah. Kevin Chapel, Sergio Garcia, Honor Bonlahiri, um, Brant Snedeker, and Taylor Gooch round out the top ten at eight under par. Wow. All right. So the, had a hard time with those. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I had looked ahead there because again, if you just glance at it, you think, oh, Ken Venturi. It's not. It's yeah. Christopher <laughs> Ventura. Um. So I think he's from Sweden yeah. or something. Anyway. All right, so the distance thing, Bob. Let's let's talk uh-huh. about that. Phil Mickelson went out and played at Cypress Point and posted some pretty impressive numbers. Uh, first of all, he was. Tr- what do you think of him trying to go at seventeen? You've been around that golf course. I have not well, had the opportunity. Like right, and you can you can hit it out over to the left um, with a driver or a three wood or something like that and have a wedge in. But I guess he was trying to light it up and go for the green. Is Ooh. it is it drivable? I don't think so. <laughs> He no. seemed to think so, and, and I and I think I think what he's doing right now is he's trying to uh, trying to maximize his distance or get more distance so that he can go out there and keep rolling those uh, PGA Tour champions guys because he's not doing it on the PGA Tour. <laughs> he doesn't need any more distance for the champions guys. He's not chasing distance for that. He's chasing this to go back. He wants to win again on the regular tour. It's not going to happen. It, um, but I'm why? He, that's what he's doing, though. You, 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 I know that's what he's doing, but it's not going to happen. It's wishful thinking for him. Well, here's my question for you. Is it distance? Is that the problem? Because I think he still hits it plenty far to compete. He still hits it farther than most of the, I shouldn't say, yeah. a lot yeah. of the guys out there that are in contention, right? Right. To me, I think it's a bigger issue than distance. I think it's father time. I think it's making putts. I think there's a lot of things. That... I think it's E-G-O. <laughs> well, look. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, this is calf guy. This is bombs guy. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. The so. worm dancer. <laughs> he did that too. He did do yes, that. Yes, he did. So here, here's here's his numbers. Um, he 180 ball speed. 100 mile, 180 mile an hour ball speed. Well, he's got 26 more to go to catch up to Tony and and uh, Bryson DeChambeau. By the way, he's looking very very svelte. I don't know if you saw the picture, but he. Freaking the his little coffee maneuvers working. Uh, three hundred eighty ball speed, three twenty eight carry. Okay, he's he's at Cyprus. That's like that's like three sixty here in Utah. Come on. Uh, oh yeah. His launch is seventeen degree with twenty three hundred spin. I mean, it's absolutely perfect. I think he was like one yard offline. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a good number to post. I don't I don't know what the rest of them showed. They probably weren't all that consistent. So it wasn't left off the tent. No, it was it didn't it didn't say <laughs> it in in that left it didn't say I'm such an idiot. If that's what you're asking, <laughs> no, it did not say it. <sighs> so anyway, that that's what Phil's got going on. So Bryson's own swing coach was asked on Golf Central. They did a podcast with him, and he suggested here's they asked him what is the way that you can Bryson proof. Now that's what we're talking about. Wow. These golf courses, you know, these tournament golf courses. And he said, um, the biggest thing that he's thought about is to scale the rough so that the closer you get to the green, the deeper the rough. Okay. And the closer you're, you know, further back towards the tee, the minimize the, the, the penalty of the rough. Now that mm-hmm. goes to me, that goes right in line with what Tony was saying. Absolutely. He's saying, look, wing foot was so darn tight all the way. It didn't matter what I hit. I was probably going to be in the rough. So try to get it down there where I can utilize as much loft as possible. Yeah. Yeah. 50% like about 
55% of the guys that played at the U.S. Open, uh, they only or all of all the guys, excuse me, 55% were in the rough um, with their drives. So crazy. The European Institute of Golf Course Architects also came out against distance saying, quote, 95% of respondents agreed that action needs to be taken to reduce hitting distances, unquote. So Europe, the European uh, the European Golf Course Architects mm-hmm. Institute. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. Okay. Um, Tom Weisskopf. Well, and, you know, sorry. talking about golf course architects, I think there's other things you can do too. Um, you know, Brandel Chambly, way back when this report came out last year, said, you know what? Um, you, you, you do things to make the golf course more difficult. You, you make the fairways longer which causes the ball not to go so far. Slow them up. Off the tee, slow them up. Mm -hmm. Augusta National mows the fairways from the green to the tee. So when a high shot hits in the fairway, it doesn't run too far. Um, There's things you can do to make it tougher um, because um, and negate the distance. And and that's, that's what we've been talking about. Narrow down the fairways past 320 yards. And make them wider, um, at, a little bit shorter, to 300. under three hundred yeah. yards. Make the guys think about hitting the ball in the fairway and not just hitting it, bounding it down there and hit it in the rough. And give the guys that are shorter an opportunity to equal up to that distance. So in, you're basically incentivizing guys to lay up, if you will. Not necessarily lay up because they're still hitting driver, but hit it in the fairway. No, I'm some of the guys, but if you if you're looking at Tony and Bryson and these guys, yeah. you would have to, and that's what Tony's comment was. You incentivize them to hit three wood, yep. or hybrid, or long iron yep. off the tee because they're going to guarantee a fairway. And I think mm-hmm. I think what Tony was saying is, hey, look, if you could guarantee me a fairway around 300 yards off the yeah. tee, I would have taken that over 320 in the rough off the tee. Correct. But the problem is, is he, his like he said, he felt like you're in the rough. At three hundred, at at two eighty, at two fifty. I mean, you're you're going to be in the rough. So anyway, yeah, when the fairways are only twenty four yards wide. Then you then yeah, you're going to be hitting in the rough a lot. So again, from an agronomy standpoint, or of course setup standpoint, I should say, you probably want to incentivize that and make it a little more inviting. I, I mean, the, from an amateur standpoint, that's what the golf courses do to yeah. us, right? Yeah. yeah. Bunkers are strategically placed in spots on the right hand side yeah. of the fairway where slicers right. are going to knock it into it. Right. That's what Robert Garrigus said. He said, you know what? Put stuff in our way. Put bunkers out there to 320 or 330 so that um, it's going to make it difficult for us so that we have to we have to lay up a little bit. Uh, the other thing the caddy has always said, the things that relate to higher scores on the PGA Tour are firm, fast greens and tucking the flags. Well, that's a good point. And speaking of, Caddy's going to join us coming up next. We'll take a short break, and uh, we'll welcome in America's favorite Caddy. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Hi, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. It's presented by Odyssey Golf, the number one putter in golf. When it comes to major championships, WGCs, tours worldwide, more players choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. Check it out at odysseygolf.com. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, Caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio, and we're uh, pleased to welcome him in now. Hey, Caddy, so this week on the PGA Tour, you've got Keegan Bradley leading at the halfway point. We kind of affectionately refer to him as Stink Eye. And then Sergio Garcia is tied for seventh, and he's been putting with his eyes closed. So we got we got no eyes and stink eyes up there contending at the Sanderson Farms. Stink eyes? Yeah, you remember this? You know, he, when he putts, he, when he's lining up his putt, he cocks his head to the side and kind of gives that, when he's reading the line, gives a little stink eye, a little uh, close one. Yeah, you remember an old stink eye? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I like it. And closed eyes. Yeah, people have done. We need to write a book on putting techniques. I mean, just grips alone. Wow. Remember Johnny Miller putted looking at the hole. Well, Jordan did that too. Jordan did that, yeah, yeah. What's harder, Anybody? looking at the hole or eyes closed, look head over the ball? That's I, I think I'd be able to putt better with my eyes closed than looking at the hole. Right, looking at the hole has got to be tough. That's so that's so different. I think. Uh, what about what about Holbert? He used to putt with one hand. The one hander, yeah, hubby, right hand only. That's right. <laughs> hubby was a oh, what a great classic guy that was. Everybody loved hubby. He had the best sense of sense of humor. One time, my player. Uh, was looking through his locker and he had a stalker and she sent him three cards and he's holding them up and hubby looks at him and goes, Oh man, you got a whole sleeve of them. <laughs> yeah. that was funnier at the time. <laughs> a stalker, no, huh? Yeah, t- a stalker? <laughs> stalker. Stalker. Yeah. Really? Yeah, stalker. Is that pretty common? Yeah. I would imagine it probably is. I, but I, I don't pay attention to many things. I just focus on my job. Yeah, whatever. You're the king of paying attention to everything else. So (laughs) not that you didn't pay attention to your job, but come on. I think it's your job to pay attention to everything else. Yeah. Just take care of that player. (laughs) Whatever whatever it takes, make him play his best goal. I want to know what these stalker notes were like. I'm not sure they were open. Hmm. I think they were just handed to tour security. Okay. For forensic analysis. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Danny, Danny, Danny Colson, Danny Colson, former FBI higher high up, uh, was the tour security guy. He had some good stories. One, one time they were chasing a bank robber through Innisbrook golf course during the tournament, farmed a bank robber. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yep. Golf is a dangerous sport. It is. I mean, you got bank robbers, streakers. You got all kinds of things you got to deal with out there. But, oh, speaking of streakers. I knew it. Uh, open. Yep. Have I told this story from the Open Championship? Tell us. Mm. We're on the first screen. Jose Maria is playing behind us. And all of a sudden, we hear this commotion. We turn around. And here comes the streaker coming right at Jose Maria. And he doesn't realize it, though. You can see him just looking at the green and she comes right up behind him and gives him a big hug. And he almost, he wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah. Now my player, it was a she. Yeah. <laughs> we should clarify. It was a, it was a she. And, uh, my player, um, just in the interest of, you know, in case he needed to give any information to the authorities, he grabbed one of the marshal's binoculars and, and so did, you know, investigated the situation a little more closely. <laughs> True story. Get a good look at the situation, huh? I'm not sure if that was an artificial aid or not, but he played really well the rest of the way. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't suppose, you know, you're out there uh, minding your own business, trying to figure out the break and the grain and how the speed of this putt when suddenly you get a naked hug from behind. Yeah, that's, you know, that's probably no, not, a, yeah, no. it's not normal. I'd, I'd throw the other lines in there, but you'd have to bleep them out. Right. I had a couple more. Li- yeah, I had a couple how more about, good ones. But we'll how about Peter those. Jacobson? It's a family show. The family show. Right. Oh, tremendous, tremendous. Yeah. That was a heck of a tackle. And quite risky, I might add. Um, but he did it. And, yeah, that was a, 
you know, he, he was a young man at the time and handled himself quite well. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. Hmm. So he was all over that, huh? I think this, that the show did not go in the direction of plan. It's my uh, fault. I did mention. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I mentioned. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's got some jocularity mm. in it. Okay. Jocularity. Let's not, take, let's not play off That's that one. That's a big yeah. word right there. Mm. <laughs> hey, speaking of the British Open, since you were mentioning that, um, I see Paul Lowry. Yeah, championship. <laughs> Paul Lowry is retiring. He's going to be playing Champions Tour over there. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's. Champions Tour guy, okay. Over there, like the European, uh, they're starting yeah. up a new, uh, they, the, the Legends there. Tour, Legends, yeah. Over yeah. there, they're calling it the Legends Tour? They are. Mm-hmm. That's legendary. Bob, Bob, Bob? Yes. Anyone? Yes. Oh, you're an amateur now. You're an amateur now. I am oh, an wait amateur. This is going to throw everything into disarray. So I was, sta- I was sitting on the fence, like I often do, but literally <laughs> sitting on the fence at the left of the Carnoustie 18th green, uh, with Davis Love and uh, Mark Love and 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 Justin Leonard's father uh, watching the sh- approach shots into the 18th hole, third hole of the playoff for the Open Championship during on the Vanderbilt year, mm-hmm. and as uh, as as uh, as Lowry was getting ready to hit, he's coming in with a long club and it was kind of misty and cool and you could barely see him out there and this is I mean, this is not an easy shot. And uh, I don't know if it was Vandeveld or, or he was ready to swing. Anyway, Davis said, if that ball comes over here and anybody keeps it from going out of bounds, you're not going home <laughs> or something like that. And so Lowry hits this three iron. It was such an awesome shot. Stripes it about six feet from the hole. I mean, it was like, wow, how good was that? Um, my player that week was Lenny Matisse. Mm. And we we were tied with with Laurie going down the tenth hole. I remember looking at the board. We were tied with Laurie in tenth place. I don't know why I remember this. I probably don't. I'm probably making it up. But we never look at true standing away this. Anyway, in tenth place, significant number of shots behind Vanderbilt, and Laurie ended up winning. Um, we were in there for a little bit. We tripled twelve, and that was it. So. Mm. Carnoustie, they call it Carnasty. Nasty. Hey, let's stick with the British yeah. Open theme. Uh, I had a chance to visit yeah, with the seven, yeah, the seventy-three Open champ, uh, Tom Weisskopf, uh, who won at Troon. Um, actually, tied Arnold Palmer's uh, Open Championship scoring record at twelve under par at the time. And uh, he he shared some things not only on golf course design, but addressed this distance issue. Anyway, I wanted to ask you some questions. But uh, do you have any Weisskopf? Did you? Were you out there enough that you were around Weisskopf at any point in time? Unfortunately not. Mm. I The only memory I have was when he came to play the Kemper Open in 1980, which was the first pro event I went to. And I remember him being there. Um, but no, unfortunately, I never got to really witness that glorious golf swing. Um, so no. Mm. Okay. Not much Weisskopf in my life. Yeah. Yeah. The Towering Inferno, they called him. Um, yeah. So this is kind of part of that Towering Inferno. What's that? So my dad was playing, I think he was playing at Westchester. Remember how you used to have to walk across the bridge? Caddy, across the highway? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were walking across oh, the bridge going one way, and he was walking across the bridge coming the, back the other way, and he was fuming yeah. and going off and 
saying lots of superlatives and everything. <clears throat> the next week was Pleasant Valley, the IVB Classic, and my dad was there, and we were oh. there early in the week, and he comes walking into the locker room, and he sat me down and apologized to me for what he said and what he did. Really? And I always wow. really appreciated that about Tom Weisskopf. That is cool. That is a good story. Yep. He couldn't that have been nicer. Settled. We spent wow. we yeah. spent most of the day together. He couldn't have been nicer. Uh, it was pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've never I've never been around him. So he's a prolific designer. He's done many golf courses. Sixty three, I think he said. Seventy three. Seventy three. Okay, seventy three. Seventy three. Weisskopf. Is he still with Morris? Is that is that? Well, I mean, I don't. Even Phil Smith working forever. with him. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So here's nice. yeah here's some of his thoughts on you'll like this by the way he shared this story he said that uh, back in '84 when he played Wingfoot at the U.S. Open he said Claude Harmon had a bet that nobody would break 300. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he said there were only 15 of them that did. He was one of them that week. Yeah, that's that's a little extreme, but you know Claude would know <laughs> if, if anybody would know it'd be Claude. Wow. He also threw out some stats, and I don't know if these are current stats or not, but he said there are 26 million golfers in the U.S. 92% of them don't break 100. And he said only half of 1% can break 80. 130,000 golfers can break 80. Are you serious? Wow, that's not many. And then he said 7.5% can break 90, but not 80. So anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. Man, that's how tough golf is. It is a tough game. I didn't know there were that many golfers. I guess that counts just about everybody, including people. So he said the definition, I think this was National Golf Foundation, the definition of a golfer is they play six rounds a year. Oh, well, that's okay. I'd say that's a golfer. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. That'd make me a skier when I used to ski. (laughs) Are you kidding? I'll bet. I'll bet. In order to be a skier, all you have to do is skied once in the last five years. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, the skiing thing would be much less than golf. But six rounds—that's fair. I'd say that. Yeah, you qualify, no doubt. No doubt about it. Yeah. What a great game golf is! Wow, it just shapes your whole life, doesn't it? When it 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 takes you in and just never lets you go, and it's over. It's over. But it's a beautiful way for it to be over, isn't it? I mean, if you're going to have an addiction, that's the one you want, golf, right there. Wow. Uh, that I... was really rather philosophical there. For yeah, it was. Moment. I'm almost I'm almost tearing up over here. Well, it wasn't that emotional, but it was – I don't know where that came from. I feel like you're – I feel like we need to start playing like a Rick Astley song or something. <laughs> really? I mean, never going to give, you, give up. you up? Yeah, never going to give you up, <laughs> never going to let you down. You know? Now, is that a guy oh whose voice did match the guy? I mean, there's no, you hear the voice and you're like, no, that's not the guy. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Know who's like that? No, no, no. You're right. But he, it's a, it's a, this big, big booming voice and like a little kid singing it. Yeah. 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 And there's a golfer. Why am I blanking on his name? The golfer who's like that. He's a, one of the Scandinavian guys. He's a Swedish. He's got the ridiculous short game. How am I blanking on his name? I'm getting old. Come on, help me out. Robert Carlson. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Annika Sorensen. This is this is the golfer. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to come as Squirrel the Caddy. Do we do we know about Squirrel? Do we, do we know about about Squirrel the Caddy? Squirrel no. is 
he is a caddy who has just amazingly phenomenal one-liners. He's quiet forever, and then he just brings one out, and it brings the house down. And one of his best ones, now he's talking about this player whose name I'm completely blanking on. The guy, oh, Freddie Jacobson. Jacobson. Freddie Jacobson. Yeah, Freddie Jacobson. Freddie Jacobson. That guy's got a voice like you wouldn't, he's got the deepest voice you've ever heard. And you just don't, it, it, it's, it's a double take. Like, what? Was that you said that? But anyway, Jakobsen, you know, it must have been like that for people the first time they met Jack because Jack's this intimidating <laughs> oh, character. And then you, you hear the voice and you're like, what? Wait a second. That's the guy who was, yeah. And then remember Hubert Green said the first time you met Jack, they, he's like, wow, he's so much shorter than me. Cause I guess Hubie was like six one. And he's like, wow. I mean, how can, and then he said, Jack drove it like 80 yards past me on the first hole. And I was like, okay. So, but, but uh, back, getting back to Freddie Jacobson, one of the greatest lines ever. Jacobson has a, an amazing short game, but he's got a very, um, his swing looks like a machine that's got like one lever where the bolt came out and it's, kind of going all, you know, anyway, he, Jakobsen, uh, squirrel comes into the caddy motorhome, which where we used to eat lunch years ago. And he goes, you know, he goes, caddying for Freddie Jakobsen is like working for a five handicapper, having the greatest day of his life every day. <laughs> it was such an amazing line. He's, he, oh, squirrel was incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. He, he was good. He was good. All right, Caddy. Hang on one second. We want to. I, I got so much more I have to ask you, and we're out of time for this segment. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue with the Caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. At Callaway, we spent years obsessing over how to deliver golfers a better tour ball. New materials were discovered. Recipes were fine-tuned. Then, finally, all the blood, sweat, and late nights in the lab produced Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball. Soon, Callaway was the fastest-growing major golf ball brand in the game. You'd think after such a feat, we sat back and cracked a cold one. No way. Come on, man. That wasn't enough. Instead, our engineers set out to achieve the next big thing, a complete reinvention. That's right. We blew it all up and doubled down big time, investing in our Massachusetts ball plant with state-of-the-art machinery and expanding our team of progressive-thinking engineers, all in pursuit of a revolution in golf ball innovation. So, here we are, a new Chrome Soft with game-changing distance, incredible feel, and exceptional control. Our highest quality and most consistent tour ball imaginable. The new Chrome Soft 2020. This ball changes everything. 
Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob all right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you as we continue now with America's favorite caddy. And uh, I believe we left off talking about, I don't know, somehow Rick Astley and some voices and uh, I, I, I don't know, all, all kinds of stuff. But change directions just a little bit. Phil Mickelson is out there chasing his speed project. He was playing Cyprus, and he said he was wow. trying to drive the 17th green. You buying that? Okay. Uh, well, if you drive it down there, like, maybe it's like a nine iron, yeah. uh, wind aided or firm, really firm ground and try to run up that little, yeah, I'm not sure that there's hardly any of, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just remembering playing that hole and it being like a driver nine iron. I mean, that's, you're talking about 130 yards on top of, I don't know about that. Wow. So here's his number. He needs to keep trying to do that because he's getting ready for the PGA Tour champions. That's right. He's going to, Jim Furyk and Phil are going to dominate. They're gonna just going to trade it up, aren't they? I mean, who's going to yep. win this week? I don't know. One of them. The only Tiger's line was, he said Phil could win every Champions Tour event again. I think Furyk's going to go, excuse me? Um, well, <laughs> hold on. Take a number, please. Two for two over here. So, yep, Caddy, right. here's what Phil said. He said, tried to drive the 362-yard 17th. Didn't make it, but it was only my first day of sw- of speed training for the Masters. Oh, he's doing the speed training thing. Oh. And then here's his numbers, wow. Caddy. 180-mile-an-hour yeah. ball speed, 328-yard yeah, carry. Bad. Yeah, not bad for 50. That's impressive. Well, Phil... Phil's always been a launcher. He's always hit it miles. Yeah. And he's in great shape. What can you say? I think that's the most impressive thing that, that he's done really recently is getting into that shape, uh, you know, in your late 40s. That's pretty cool. Yep. It's not easy to do. Late yeah. 40s? Oh God, How about early coffee. 50s? The coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, yeah, I think he started getting in there. And, you know, 47, 48, he was really cranking it. Um, I remember running into an Oakmont, the Dustin Johnson Oakmont Open is when he was getting into that coffee stuff. He was telling me all about the coffee. Um, I didn't really understand what he was saying, but yeah, it's all about the coffee. All right. We are out of time. Uh, do you, do you have a, a theory on how to Bryson proof 
a golf course. His own swing coach came out and said that you scale the rough and make it longer yeah. closer to the green and shorter closer to the tee. That way you incentivize guys. Yeah. Kind of what Tony was saying last week is, you know, widen up the, the mm. landing area for the, the shorter hitter and incentivize us to lay up. So I like Tony's idea better about widening it for the, for the shorter guys a little bit, or at least not making it uh, difficult, that difficult to hit. Um, basically, it's like, I think Bryson had the best line. He said there's a sweet spot on fairway width uh, where if they're too tight, then it's a long hitter's advantage. And if they're way too big, it's a long hitter's advantage. Mm. You get them just right, so it's a Goldilocks zone, right, for fairway width. But absolutely positively, did I tell you about my, uh, speaking of Jim Furyk, we were discussing this exact subject. I think I brought it up, right? About um, the rough and all that kind of stuff. Basically what Furyk was saying, and I totally agree with this, if you give uh, Bryson, 130 or 40 yard shot out of the rough, he can manage that even at a brutal rough. But, and then if Jim's in the rough at 170 yards, Bryson's just going to beat him up all day because Bryson can still get on the green and Jim can't. If Bryson's at 170 and Jim's at 210 and they're both in the rough, then it's a whole different story because from tough rough 170 now Bryson can't get it on the green, but you need, you need that. We're talking U S open rough standards, not PGA yeah. tour, right. tour rough standards. But that's really the thing is, is, is if you're hitting a wedge, nine iron, maybe an eight iron, the rough's got to be almost open championship unplayable type stuff to keep those guys from knocking it on the green. But if they're hitting a seven, uh-uh, they're not getting it out with a seven iron at a tough rough. That's mm. totally, so, well, what's that mean? Well, then you need a 530 yard par four. That's not going to happen. Well, so maybe the graduated rough is an interesting idea. It seems, I don't know. Seems a well, little you know, st- stats show weird. that the longer a golf course is, the longer players have the advantage. So any holes between four and 600 yards, the longer players always have the advantage over the guys that just hit it average. Yeah, I, it makes sense. Every PGA Tour player has an advantage over an LPGA Tour player just because of length, right? I oh, mean, yeah. Distance is the, the big deal. It's always going to. It's always kind of been like that. It's just the the real interesting thing is that driving driving accuracy statistically made a difference in what money earnings you had on the tour. Sure. Way back when, and I understand that that changed to where it has no bearing on money earnings pretty much at all anymore. So you have to ask yourself, what's the difference? And I think the difference is, is because guys are hitting wedges and nines and eight irons out of the rough instead of six irons out of the rough. That simple. Yeah. Yeah, there, no doubt. Well, I think it's why you see Hilton head, you know, favors a lot of shorter hitters because it's one that keeps the guys in check with their distance. And I think that's kind of what, what they're yeah. saying, as opposed to so, Aaron Hills, which distance, can be 8,000 yards yeah. and you're going to get bombers. So. Distance this, and direction. This, Exactly, Bob. Exactly. The mastery. Here's the perfect hole, Bob, that, that tells you the story that you're trying to tell. Number 12 at Harbortown, the dog leg right. You've got to pick the right side of the fairway and the right distance to hit your drive. Right? I mean, you can, yep. if you go long, you got to go down the right. And if you go down the right, you better go long. If you go left at all, you better not hit it past this distance. If you go a little past that, you're blocked. Right? 
So that I think is cool without being kind of tricky or manipulative with a golf course. You can design stuff that, yeah, you want to take it long, that's fine. Take this risk over here. And if you mess up, you don't have a shot or you don't have much of a shot, right? The thing about a course that doesn't do that, and could you say this about Wingfoot? Well, to some degree, uh, maybe, that you can go long, right, or left and still have, you had a big area. Let's say maybe the fairways were 23 yards wide, but Bryson had a 40 to 50-yard area to hit it in where he could still knock it on the green unobstructed by a tree or whatever. That That's probably what guys are thinking about, right? And stuff like that. Hilton Head, you don't have. Harbortown, you don't have that that wide uh, an area to hit it into ever. And that, and that area completely changes as you move down the fairway. It's over the left here. Now it's over to the right. So, yeah, it would be cool to see more designs that require distance uh, distance with with uh, direction off the tee. Wildlife like that. Wildlife requires distance. I love I love courses that do that because it makes you think off the tee. You can still bomb it, but you've got to think about it. <laughs> we got to run, Caddy. <laughs> but we're never going to hey, give you up, man. Talking, when we start talking about bombs. Daddy might lay a couple bombs at the end of the show. But the start was good. The beginning was good, though. No, thought, it was all good stuff. I thought it was really good. We'll talk to you again really soon. Nice job, man. Thank, thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. I love it. I'd, I'd like to keep him going, but we uh, our producer saying no like 10 minutes ago. All right, short break. We'll come back and wrap up the show. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. 
We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Wow, uh, that was uh, too much fun with the caddy. Hopefully that was you fun. enjoyed that. You know, sometimes we get very little out of him. Sometimes, I shouldn't say that. I mean, we very little time. Uh, this yes. was quite a bit of time. <laughs> we didn't intend for Lots it to go. Topics. Let's see, what did we do? We went from, uh, we had Streakers, we had Jakobsen, we had... Rick uh, Astley. Rick... <laughs> Tom Weisskopf. Weisskopf, Distance, Vandeveld, Lara. I mean, that we, we kind of hit the Nicholson, gamut there. Bryson DeChambeau. We had them all. Yeah, we covered was, all the topics. That was unbelievable. All right, what, yep. what did we learn today? Did we learn anything? Do we have any fun? Uh, here's something. Keegan Bradley shot 66-65. He's got a two-shot lead at Sanderson Farms looking for his first win since the BMW back in 2018. Right. I like that. Yeah. Good for him. I hope he, I hope he plays really well on the weekend. He's got a two-shot lead. Um, this is going to be a fun tournament to watch on the weekend. And here's one you know, for you, learned... Bob. Here's one for you. Three of the four Monday qualifiers advanced to the weekend. How about that? I saw that. Yeah. And I saw one of them, um, being, um, asked about, um, playing this week and, and how he's been able to play and how he's kind of in contention. And, and, uh, he was pretty okay with it. It's pretty amazing to see how guys will Monday qualify or the new guys coming out of college or the new guys off the corn Ferry tour how they adjust really, really well to being on the PGA Tour and playing that level of golf. 100%. Phil Mickelson's yeah. trying to hit drive a 367-yard par 4 at Cypress Point. He got it 328. He was almost there. Huh? He's almost there. He's yeah. almost there. He's got his almost. speed. 180-mile-an-hour ball speed, 328 carry, launching at 17 degrees, 2,300 RPMs, RPMs. of spin. Yep. Pretty good. Yep. Tom Weisskopf's well, designing a new golf course down in St. George's called... Um, Black Desert Resort. Check it out, blackdesertresort.com. And he shared some great stuff. If you missed it, check it out on your favorite podcast site or just follow us on Twitter, at Real Golf. We'll post that for you. Really, really good. Really, really good stuff. He also talked a little bit about distance and and that kind of thing. But what I liked most about his comments were how you make golf 
golf course is playable for everybody and not just the guys that that hit it overly long. I need to keep talking about that. I think golf course design is is really intriguing and it's a big part of the game. No question yep. about it. So again, I yep. uh, highly encourage you to check out that interview. That's going to do it for us. Uh, it's been a good show. We've got uh, some big events coming up. Caddy was actually in Vegas getting ready for the, which one is it? The CJ. The CJ. And then we got Zozo out in Sherwood. So we got yep. some big events coming up. We'll see some of these big players coming back. Tiger confirmed he'll be defending his win. For Dave Glasser, our producer, and Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. Hi, this is Jay Ritchie, the co-host of Tee to Green, the golf show, the show by golfers for golfers. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time when we talk golf live from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs, Colorado, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.